This week on The Vision, the day of sorrows is coming. Jesus himself told us so. Christ said, all these things are the beginning of sorrows. Iniquity shall abound, and then shall the end come. These will be terrible times, war, terrorism, billions killed, and a world out of control. This is The Vision, written by the late David Wilkerson in 1974. When it was first published, the prophecies Wilkerson wrote about were unthinkable. Sadly, in the 21st century, these foresights now read like old news headlines. The Vision is brought to you by World Challenge, a ministry dedicated to empowering, equipping, and encouraging Christians in their daily faith. We are committed to evangelism and helping the least of these everywhere in the world. But before we get to chapter 6, I have a question for you. Do you ever feel as if God has abandoned you? Illness strikes, finances crumble, or a marriage falls apart, and God can seem incredibly distant. Many Christians end up believing some sin separates them from God's favor. In response, pastor and president of World Challenge, Gary Wilkerson, paints a brighter and more biblical picture of God's favor in his new book, God's Favor. In it, Gary writes that our loving Father showers abundant resources on us, even if we aren't aware of them. But His provision doesn't and should not stop with us. God wants our lives to show His unearned grace to a hurting, unbelieving world. You can order a copy of God's Favor on our website, worldchallenge.org, or from your favorite online bookseller like Amazon, Books A Million, and Barnes & Noble. Now, Chapter 6 of The Vision, God's Message to the Unprepared, read by Jason Staples. We are about to move out of the age of Aquarius into an age the Bible describes as the Day of Sorrows. Jesus himself warned about a great tribulation coming upon the earth such as never before witnessed in history. The Predictions of Jesus Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences, and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Iniquity shall abound, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Matthew 24, 4-14 A dictionary describes tribulation as distress, affliction, and suffering. And this great tribulation is to be a time of unbelievable suffering and crises. God, by His Holy Spirit, is calling mankind to prepare for the end of all things. He is allowing nature to pound this earth with one crisis after another to warn of the approaching day of wrath and judgment. Can we believe the predictions of Jesus? In an age of increased knowledge of great scientific achievement, can we really accept the idea of a world in complete chaos? Are the Bible prophecies to be taken literally? Will there be a final world war involving every nation as described in God's Word? Will there be even worse famines, plagues, earthquakes, floods, and other severe weather changes as clearly described in the Bible? War and Terrorism Will we see war, acts of terrorism, and violence all around? Will there be a collapse of all moral standards and laws as well as a worldwide depression with runaway inflation and devastated economy? Is there really going to be a short period of fragile peace on earth when men everywhere are yearning and crying for a return to tranquility? 
And will that time of fragile peace precede the impending doom predicted in the Bible? Can we really believe the Bible when it states that men will one day say, we will outlive all these crises and we will have peace and prosperity? Then suddenly the world will be drawn into a final destructive world war. Is there really an Armageddon coming? Over 2 billion people killed. The human mind is boggled by Bible prophecies if they are taken literally. If we believe the literal interpretation of the Bible, there is coming a final world war and tribulation in which over 2 billion people will be killed. Death will come from war, famines, plagues, earthquakes, floods, and severe weather changes worldwide. The Bible clearly predicts that men will scoff at the prophecies and predictions being made in this vision. Noah's Prediction Ignored People in Noah's day didn't believe a flood of judgment was coming to the earth, and they spent their time in revelry, laughing at the crazy prophet who was preaching a vision. The Bible says they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. Jesus said men and women will likewise continue in sex, sin, rebellion, violence, and immorality until the end of time. They will not accept visions or predictions of impending doom or judgment. Yet with all the scoffing and ridicule this kind of message receives from intellectuals and church leaders, the great majority of young people today are concerned with apocalyptic prophecies. Nowadays, it's not only Christians who are expecting an end of the world as predicted in the Bible. Even Time Magazine recently did a serious treatment of the subject. There are now many thinking scientists and intellectuals, behaviorists, and technicians who also warn that world history could likely come to a cataclysmic end in the near future. The message of this vision will be called a fanatical attempt to scare the unconverted. Others will fault it because of all the wrath and judgment. Men choose so often to see only the one side of God, his love and mercy. But God has another side to his personality. Even a surface check of God's word will easily prove it. Paul the apostle said, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. 2 Corinthians 5.11 a world out of control. If you think my vision is scary or too far out, let me give you a clear chronology of what the Bible predicts is coming. The Bible clearly predicts that the world will apparently go out of control, that cities will become unmanageable, and that countries will be ungovernable. People will begin to reject God completely. Mankind will become greedy and materialistic. There will be troublemaking rebels taking over institutions, and people in the midst of this crisis will be enjoying themselves in every evil way imaginable. Thousands of Christians will fall away and begin to betray their friends. They will be hot-headed, puffed up with pride, and will prefer good times to worshiping God. They will become lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Normal times will disappear, and there will appear the addict, the prostitute, the homosexual, the thief, and the street gang killer. In spite of an increase in knowledge, human nature will become a slave to immorality, violence, and rebellion. The Bible predicts a day of total terrorism and violence. Immorality of unbelievable dimensions will surround Christians and vex their souls almost to death. Satan will attempt to discredit and destroy the work of the Holy Spirit. Whole nations will follow philosophies of godless rebellion and false religious cults. The world is going to maneuver itself into a position of lawlessness and recklessness that can be brought together only by a super dictator who lays claim to supernatural powers. Israel to become invincible. The Bible predicts that in the last days, the nation of Israel will be reborn. 
After nearly 2,000 years, the Jews who have wandered over the face of the earth, oppressed, persecuted, and killed by the enemies of God, will return to Palestine and retake their homeland. In specific fulfillment of Bible prophecy, the nation of Israel was born in May 1948 and began to bloom as a rose in the desert, just as the Bible predicted. The Bible also predicts that a host of enemies will arise against Israel and attempt to plunder the land, but that all enemies will run in defeat with their hearts melting within them. The Bible suggests that one Jew will put to flight more than 1,000 enemies and 10 would put 10,000 to flight. Israel is invincible because it is flowing in the tide of divine prophecy. There is no nation on earth powerful enough to destroy Israel, and only in God's appointed time will an enemy trample through the streets of Jerusalem. A United States of the World The Bible predicted the birth of the European common market. The European Economic Community began its confederacy of six nations after signing the Treaty of Rome in 1957. When that treaty was signed, many Bible teachers wondered if this was the fulfillment of the prophecy in the Bible of the resurrection of the ancient Roman Empire. That prophecy stated that ten nations would spring up in the end times and would provide a power base for an antichrist. Since the treaty in 1957, four other nations have been added, creating a total of ten. There is continuing talk now about enlarging the community into a United States of Europe. The United States of the world is just a world depression away. A collapse of the world monetary system could lead to a world government headed by a global dictator. The premier of Belgium recently said, The method of international committees has failed. What we need is a person of the highest order of experience, of great authority, of wide influence, of great energy. Either a civilian or a military man, no matter what his nationality, who will cut all the red tape shove all the committees out of the way, wake up all the people and galvanize all the governments into action. Let him come quickly, quoted in Le Soir. World anarchy and confusion can ripen this world for an antichrist dictator who will come in the name of peace to end the desperation and lawlessness that will abound. A superstar antichrist. When you sort out the mystery and the spookiness of the revelations of God's prophets, you see clearly a prediction of a coming superstar antichrist who will arise in the last days, defy God, and persecute true believers. He will come in the name of peace, law, and order, and will succeed in changing the systems of law and justice. He will be exposed as a fraudulent son of Satan. The Bible predicts that his rule of terror will be short-lived but totally devastating. This phony dictator who poses as an angel of light will deceive the whole world. Think of the powers now claimed by the President of the United States. Men in high places are grabbing for unprecedented powers. In light of recent developments, it is not very difficult to understand Bible predictions that this Antichrist will sit as a god on a throne, demanding the worship and respect of people everywhere. A Final World War We are told specifically in the Bible that in the last days, the Antichrist and nations will meet in a final war in Israel. It will be the war of all wars. This war will no doubt be caused by a worldwide energy crisis. That's right a war over oil and energy, perhaps also over the chemicals in the Dead Sea. These chemicals make explosives. And because of worldwide famine, the chemicals are needed for fertilizer. The value of these chemicals is estimated to be $1 trillion. How many of the world's wars have been fought for less? 
During World War II, from 1939 to 1944, more than 54 million people were destroyed and millions of others were hurt and maimed by the destruction. In the 1970s, we have had Vietnam, Biafra, and Bangladesh. Our generation has known the horror of more than 65 million dead and 100 million casualties. But the Bible predicts a final world war at Armageddon that defies comprehension. The Bible talks about the heavens being on fire with the very elements melting with fervent heat. Specifically, the Bible says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. 2 Peter 3.10 The weapons of today, as we all know, are certainly capable of the kind of destruction the Bible describes, such as the Holocaust from the heavens destroying one-third of all vegetation. Israel and surrounding nations have already become arsenals of weapons, stockpiles of napalm, guns, bombs, missiles, and even biological weapons. Mankind now has stockpiled the destructive force to kill every living thing on the face of the planet. The Bible predicts that during this great tribulation time of judgment, satanic forces with an army of 200 million will kill one-third of the world's population. Today, that would mean about 2 billion people will be killed. The horror of this cannot be imagined. Thus far, our worst world war, World War II, claimed 54 million dead. This last war will kill 37 times as many. It is so gruesome that it is difficult to even think about it. Increased Devil Worship The Bible foretells that in spite of the world's tottering on the brink of war and devastation, mankind will turn to the worship of devils, satanic spirits, and idols made from metal, stone, and wood. The increase of occult practices we are now witnessing is clearly predicted in the Bible as a sign of the end times. Young people today are pledging allegiance to Satan, or they are worshipping the gods of technology and science. Only a world possessed by demons will be able to put aside the terror and horror of one-third of mankind killed through war and fall back into rebellion and immorality. Strange and Unusual Events the Bible predicts that unusual and strange signs will appear in the heavens and on the earth beneath. The prophets of the Old Testament called them woes, events causing pain and suffering. This describes the terrible famines and plagues in store for us, almost immediately ahead. Famine has already become the world's greatest killer. In Biafra and Bangladesh, it has brought suffering and death to untold thousands. In India, the population explodes and the crops fail while thousands die every day from hunger. Millions around the world now live in the cesspool surroundings of slums, without food, water, or decent shelter. Millions now grasp at hope, trying to keep themselves alive just one more day. Even in our civilized or developed nations, the plagues are becoming very real. Killer Diseases, Rats, Bees Jesus said that in these days of tribulation, men's hearts will fail them for fear of watching what is happening upon the earth. In America, the number one killer disease is already heart failure. Medical authorities say venereal disease is no longer just an epidemic. It is an uncontrollable pandemic of frightening proportions. Scientists warn of new strains of germs, viruses, and vermin that are resistant to poisons and chemicals and threaten to upset the balance of nature. 
Super rats, immune to poisons, now infest grain supplies and pass along dreaded diseases to humans. So-called killer bees have been bred in South America and threatened to invade this country. The sting is nearly always fatal. Unusual weather with rainy, wet summers has caused plagues of mosquitoes. In some areas, they've been bad enough to cause cattle to stampede and to cause disease in other life. In Texas and parts of New Mexico, thousands of cattle have frozen to death. These dead cattle were piled high, soaked with kerosene, and burned. In Africa, millions of cattle have died because of a lack of rain and famine conditions. These will become ever-increasing problems. Food Shortages Another evidence of the threat of famine is the increase in world population and the decrease in the world's resources and food supplies. Crop failures, plagues of vermin, and diseases will cause terror around the world in the not-too-distant future. Severe food and energy shortages are predicted in the Bible, and the crisis exists already in many parts of the world. As the world population outstrips food production, the situation will get worse. No improvement is even in sight. Seven Final Judgments The Bible describes in the book of Revelation the seven terrible final plagues to come on the earth. The plagues that are worse than all the others combined. 1. Malignant sores and skin cancers. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. Revelation 16.2 The first plague is malignant sores or skin cancer which afflicts all who have been identified with the government of the Antichrist. The Bible does not tell specifically what causes the malignant sores, but we might assume that a principle we see throughout Scripture will have something to do with it. The Bible says we reap what we sow. We have been sowing sensuality, nudity, and sexual permissiveness. Since venereal disease is now a major problem, this could be a plague of stubborn sores, a contagious new strain of venereal disease. Another explanation may be a warning offered recently by scholars testifying about effects on the atmosphere by the SST, supersonic transport plane. The SST is now being flown by other nations but is banned from flying over America. Some critics are opposed to the noise pollution of its sonic boom. Others are afraid of what it might do to the atmosphere. Scientists testified that if the SST caused only a 5% change in the ozone level of the Earth, we are in danger. If that happens, say the scientists, higher levels of deadly radiation will reach us from the sun. When that happens, they predict a massive increase of skin cancer and other malignant sores. More than a 5% change could make this outbreak of skin cancer almost universal. 2. Pollution of the Seas And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. Revelation 16.3 The second final judgment is pollution of the ocean. The Bible predicts that it will become as the blood of a dead man. The Bible clearly predicts the death of living creatures in the sea. 3. Pollution of Rivers and Inland Waters And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and the fountains of waters, and they became blood. Revelation 16.4 The third judgment is the pollution of rivers and the fountains of waters. Man's present interest in the pollution of our environment is not accidental. Mankind is now playing out a part clearly predicted in the book of Revelation. There is to be a poisoning of the fresh water supplies of the earth. 
When the Bible describes our water supply as becoming as the blood of a dead man, it is describing the death and corruption we have already witnessed in our generation. It is to get worse. 4. Killer Heat Waves, Sun Scorching And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. Revelation 16, 8-9 During this time, the Bible also predicts that the sun will be scorching men with fire. It may be that God will send out solar flares of great intensity that will scorch the earth. Or it may be that man's technology will upset the balance of nature, which in turn causes severe weather changes such as record heat waves. In India, in May 1972, more than 500 people died from heat stroke. Are similar, more intense heat waves in store? Add this to the more intense ultraviolet radiation from solar flares and the energy crises that render air conditioning useless, and you have the picture of the horror to come. This intense scorching of the earth can cause tremendous forest fires upon the earth. In California alone, man has upset the balance of nature by introducing a eucalyptus tree which has no apparent use. There are millions of these trees which are now full-grown, and scientists estimate that 90% of them are dead, the result of a record-breaking freeze in 1972. Severe heat waves could cause these trees to literally explode in fire. The oily bark hanging high in the trees is a tinder, dry kindling that turns a burning tree into a giant torch. And, if this burning occurs worldwide and the debris goes into the atmosphere with smoke, it will also likely affect the weather by the darkening of the sun. Imagine a nightmare world where the sun is scorching the earth, overworking power plants and air conditioning, and triggering massive power blackouts. 5. International Blackouts and the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain. Revelation 16.10 The fifth judgment is described as a time full of darkness, causing men to gnaw their tongues for pain and blaspheme the God of heaven. Millions of people in New York City, London, and other major cities understand what a blackout means. The Bible predicts that the whole world is going to face an unbelievable kind of blackout. Something is to happen that will cause the light of the sun, moon, and stars to be dimmed. This may be another instance of supernatural darkness, such as that in the plagues in Egypt and the darkness during the crucifixion. Or it may refer to severe power blackouts from fuel shortages which could eliminate up to eight hours or one-third of our daily light. Or, it may refer to severe weather or atmospheric changes brought on by pollution, natural disasters, the effects of some other judgments. For example, 1816 was called the year with no summer, because there was frost every single month of the year in parts of Northeast America. A foot of snow fell in June. Crop losses were severe. This was caused by tons of volcanic debris from the eruption of the volcano on Tambora. In 1915, the sun was obscured and the climate was affected. Is it possible that the industrial pollutants of today could bring this vision to pass? And what about the increasing volcanic activity, such as the recent Icelandic eruption? How many volcanic eruptions would it take to blacken the sun? 6. A Bloodbath on Israeli Soil And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up. 
that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Revelation 16.12 The sixth judgment describes how the blood will flow in Armageddon. This planet's last and most devastating battle will cause death and destruction so complete that the blood from dead armies will flow bridal deep in an area 200 miles long. Although soldiers on horseback may seem strangely archaic in this age of tanks and jeeps, we can still assume a literal cavalry force, Revelation 9.15-16, similar to those shown in recent films released by Chinese communists. Israel, the Arab nations, and the Soviet Union also have large horse cavalry units, Revelation 14, 18-20, which must be employed during the Battle of Armageddon. One thing is certain. The Bible predicts a bloodbath at Armageddon. 7. Hundred-pound hailstones and earth-shattering quakes. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. And there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, it is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. Revelation sixteen seventeen through 18. The seventh and final judgment is an earthquake of incredible proportions, accompanied by hailstones weighing up to 100 pounds each. This earthquake will cause cities to crumble, islands to vanish, and mountains to be flattened. Some believe that the Bible's description of hundred-pound hailstones really describes a meteorite shower. In order to grasp the full scope of this terrible wrath and tribulation, just imagine Hitler's ovens, Stalin's purges, Biafra, Nicaragua, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and Vietnam, and a whole nightmare of other terrors. Then multiply that horror a thousand times and pack it into a space of just a few years. That will suggest something of what is just ahead in the Great Tribulation for those who continue to reject God. But that is not all. Christ is coming to set up his kingdom. The most frightening event for the sinner is yet to come. Far and beyond all the horrors, woes, and tribulations described in the Bible is that frightening moment when the sinner must fall on his knees and face Jesus Christ when he comes back to this earth to set up his kingdom. The Bible predicts that the sinner will try to hide in the rocks and crannies and crevices of the mountains. He will cry for the rocks and mountains to fall on him to hide him from the face of him who sits on the throne. The Bible predicts the coming of a new heaven and a new earth, renewed by the Holy Spirit. Christ is going to rule as supreme king, and he will do away with wars, disease, disaster, and all that is evil. You can laugh at it, ignore it, and put it aside as a fantastic hoax. But just as surely as the Jew now has returned to his homeland, the Christian is going to sit as the friend of Christ in his coming kingdom. Not one Bible prediction of the past has failed, and not one of these future prophecies will fail either. Yes, it is a sordid, sad, frightening, almost unbelievable story of wrath and judgment. But there is absolutely no way to sugarcoat it or ignore it. If you have been rejecting God and refusing His call, I predict that the day will come when you will literally shake in your boots as you see these things come to pass one by one. Survive an earthquake, then see if you can laugh. Watch the latest news developments unfold, then tell me I'm a fanatic.
I have seen a vision of coming judgment, and the Bible backs it up. The message from God to all the unprepared is loud and clear. Wake up! What is happening to the world now is supernatural, and there is no turning back. Unless you are on the Lord's side, you cannot survive. There is nothing but fear and despair for those who live selfishly without God. You've been listening to Jason Staples and his reading of Chapter 6 of The Vision, God's Message to the Unprepared. The Vision is brought to you by World Challenge, a ministry dedicated to empowering, equipping, and encouraging Christians in their daily faith. We are committed to evangelism and helping the least of these everywhere in the world. If you're enjoying this podcast, let me suggest you download the Gary Wilkerson podcast. This weekly podcast follows Gary's personal journey to understand God's favor and the ways his personal life has changed as a result. It also explores the issues God has laid on Gary's heart for those who are struggling to match their understanding of grace and divine love with the daily realities of life. Above all, God wants our lives to demonstrate His unearned grace to a hurting, unbelieving world. New episodes are available every Thursday on our website, worldchallenge.org, or wherever you sign up for podcasts. You can also see a video version of the Gary Wilkerson podcast on the World Challenge website. Next week on The Vision, in 2001, David Wilkerson took a look back at his 25-year-old vision to see if it matched current events. Sadly, it did, and he saw an hour of trouble on the horizon. That's next week on The Vision.